tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. And welcome to Tinfall Hat. You know who I am. You know who I'm here to. I'm here to rock. There we go, brother. We have a uh, very ex exciting episode today. But real quick, I'll let you know what's going on in the world. We have some amazing shows coming up for you. If you're in the Hollywood area, next Tuesday, which is February 25th, we have Comedy Chaos live at the Comedy Store in the main room. We will be. This will be our 62nd and 63rd show, sold out shows. God willing, uh, Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz, Chris, Crystalia, New Dad, Crystalia. Uh, and the list goes on. All your favorites, all in two shows. So go to thecomedystore.com and uh, grab your tickets now before they sell out. Then, April 11th, we are live at the Rec Room in Huntington Beach. It is uh, the Tim Hat Comedy Night, Eddie Bravo, XG, Johnny Woodard, uh, and who else? I got a couple other people that will be jumping in there. Uh, some, uh, Martin. Martin Marino, and we also have... Tino Sanchez will be joining us. And then afterwards, uh, God willing, we will be doing a live podcast with Anomaly. Uh, he's confirming with us any day now, so we'll be getting that going. And then May 1st, we are in Tacoma, right? May yes. 2nd, we are in uh, somewhere else Spokane. near well, Spokane. And then finally, the following week, which would be May 9th, we are in Chicago at the Den. All those will be available on samtriplee.com. By the end of the day, so you can go grab your tickets now. Chicago, we're coming. If you want to support the show, you know the best way to do it is to go to the Patreon. Go to patreon.com backslash hat. That is uh, a great way to get... I know we're putting out two, three episodes a week. On there, I'm putting two or three more. If you can't get enough... I would do this every day if I could. If we had a, if we had the funds to make it happen, I would be talking the news, conspiracy, everything all the time. But if you'd love that, just go support the show to go to patreon.com backslash tinfoilhat. And finally, go check out our uh, our T-shirts at tinfoilhattshirts.com. Uh, we're about to add a new one, our new Rick and Morty's one. Uh, our friend drew it, and it was, should be up soon. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at BetDSI. Go to BetDSI, use the promo code HAT100, and whatever you de deposit up to $500, they will double it. We got the Wilder fight this weekend. We have uh, XFL, NFL, I mean uh, uh, UFC, NBA's heating up. You know, it's a great way when you have a little... A little cheese on the game. It gets a little more action. Again, go to BetDSI. Use the promo code HAT100, and they will uh, double up anything up to $500. Not a bad day. Not a bad day. It's a wonderful time to be alive, especially when we can talk to this very special truth warrior. She is undeniable. 
She is undeterred to get the truth out. She is one of the bravest people I know, and she's super angelic. Uh, I'm honored to call her a friend of mine. I don't know if she calls me her friend, but I call her my friend. I love her. The pieces. Please welcome the legend, Abby Martin. How are you, Abby? I'm great. Thanks for that stellar introduction, Sam. I can't believe you returned my text. So I'm excited <laughs> anytime I get anything from you. Uh, last time we saw each other, we were at the Motherfucker Awards, and you were kind enough to, uh, you know, tell them about me. And I got to do the show, and it was such an amazing time. And uh, yep. it was a lot of fun, and you gave me a presentation. And I'm not much of a character actor. I tried the best, but it, uh, what a fun night. And uh, you did a wonderful job uh, introducing my character. So thank you for that. <laughs> it was very fun to do. Yeah, no, it was a cool concept, man. I think more things should be done like that. Exposing corporations in an actual funny and entertaining way. Yeah, and to see it sold out like that lets you know that there is a market for that. You know, they, totally. we see tend to see that stupid and vapid sells out to Staples Center, but to see a nice theater full of people there wanting to make uh, uh, the world a better place. Now, sometimes we don't always agree with everything that's being stated. I'm cool with that. I'm not here just to talk to people that I agree with. I want to hear from all sides. And then you make a decision on that. And guess what? If we don't agree on one thing, doesn't mean we can't be friends. Doesn't mean we can't have a fun conversation. You know, it's all right to disagree on stuff. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean I'm a filthy communist. Or, I mean, like, in one one day I got called a, a, a crazy right-wing conspiracy theorist. And then I followed by a, I'm a Bernie bro. I, I You know, it's just like... <laughs> It's just like all you see is when I disagree with you. You don't see all the times I agree with you. And that's really why I want to have Abby on today. Uh, Abby is in the middle of something very, I think, is very important and very brave of her to do. She is basically fighting for our First Amendment rights. Uh, Abby, can you kind of tell us the story of what's behind your lawsuit right now against the state of Georgia? Absolutely. And I couldn't agree with more with you. I think that the podcast platform is a really good platform to be able to hash these things out. And Twitter really truncates our beliefs and ideas and, you know, basically just makes us into like one note figures. And I think it's really important to talk about these things at length and, and discuss how we agree um, on a large majority of things, Sam. Um, and one of those things is free speech absolutism. On February 28th, I was scheduled to give a media literacy conference keynote speech at Georgia Southern University. It's a public institution in the state of Georgia. Um, Georgia is one of 28 states that has anti-BDS laws on the books. Uh, anti-BDS laws are anti-boycott, divestment, and sanctions against the state of Israel. Um, the BDS movement was formed in the wake of ongoing human rights atrocities and war crimes going on with the occupation in the West Bank and also the siege of Gaza. Um, and because of the lack of, of movement with the international community to hold Israel accountable. So there was a boycott divestment sanctions movement that was mounted internationally. And you see it happening across college campuses here in the U.S. Around 2014, um, the Israel lobby uh, institutions like APAC started to lobby on the ground um, state legislatures and governors to pass via executive order 
or via state legislatures, these anti-BDS laws. Um, the laws basically censor free speech. They are a flagrant and blatant violation of the Constitution, of the First Amendment. Um, so that's the backstory here. I actually never connected the two that I would be given this contract just to simply give a keynote in the state of Georgia, but I was given a keynote, or I was given a contract that in the contract there was a clause that said you cannot um, and you you basically can't ever for the duration of this contract or be currently engaged in the boycott of Israel. And I was really taken aback because I had heard of these laws being passed. I knew that they affected independent contractors, but I never connected that I would be given the contract myself just to simply give a keynote talk at a university. So of course I refused um, because my recent film Gaza Fights for Freedom advocates BDS, Sam, and a lot of my work has advocated pro-Palestine activism. And so how could you comply with this? I mean, you'd have to destroy the copies of your film. You'd have to remove all these interviews I've yeah. ever done online. And I'd also have to forfeit my constitutional rights to free speech and the right to peacefully engage in political boycotts in order to work in the state of Georgia. And I think that thousands of contractors are either unwittingly doing this every year um, or just knowingly forfeiting their constitutional rights because they have to work. And that's what the state has posed to us, is this unconstitutional choice um, forcing us to basically give away and throw away uh, our free speech rights and also just our passion for justice and, and you know the fight against racism and throw away that moral compass in order to just work in the state. And this is happening all across the country. This is really the front lines of the civil rights issue today. Uh, I couldn't agree more. A couple things you said. I want. I didn't want to cut you off. You were on a nice roll, so I let you go. Uh, you were hot. You were a hot hand. You were on fire. So uh, for me, dude, first of all, you said this was a public school. I think that's very important to talk about because when we talk about public schools, correct me if I'm wrong, Abby or Johnny, uh, that, that means it's a state-funded school, right? It, public being state-funded. That's very interesting. And then a private school is basically, uh, it's a privately ran school. So great example, Johnny, where you're from, that's UNC versus Duke, right? Duke is a, yeah. Duke is a private school. UNC is a public-funded school. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So basically what's happening here. And one thing right there, you know how amazing Abby is. She actually read the contract. How many of you people just like, yeah, whatever. Just give me, just give me my video. Just let me download the, <laughs> let me just, let me get the shirt. Whatever. Right. Like, like I started now reading these contracts because God's in the details, man. And I don't know how many times you just put your signature or whatever on there. And that's what I think probably is really going on. Let's, let's, let's face it. Most people don't, if I say, Hey dude, uh, yeah, she's all about that BDSM. Like, uh, they don't know what weird sex move we're talking about or whatever it is. <laughs> Most people probably don't know what that is. And they just read it over because they want the contract. They want the check. They want the, whatever it is. And that's how they slip those in. Right. And you, you see it a lot when they do it in Washington. You see all this. They'll do a giant bill. And on page 98 of a 3,000 page bill is like black people can't vote or whatever the weird vote, <laughs> whatever the thing they want to slip in is. And nobody notice it. And that's being done on purpose. So here's what's going on. Abby's about to give a speech at a state funded school. And they're saying she's not allowed because she's behind this movement. Now. What we're going to get is a couple of people go, oh, you're, you're anti-Semitic, you're anti-Semitic. Anti it's not that at all. It's not that at all. 
And we get into the BDS stuff because I, I think that's very important here. But where this is all about your First Amendment rights. What the details are, blah, blah, blah. You know, in a weird way, and this is not Abby, this is Sam. In a weird way, it's the Ari Shafir situation. Ari does a joke that nobody likes, and everybody's okay with threatening this guy with violence. And when I bring up Heyman to other comics, like, dude, you're threatening violence against comics. They're like, the joke was bad. I go, it's not about the joke. Because in two weeks, there'll be another joke. And in a month, you're going to say something. And people are going to threaten violence on you. And you're going to be like, why are you doing this? It's not about that. It's about the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is what we are having an assault on our constitutional rights. And if you don't think the First Amendment's important, and uh, this is Sam talking, the Second Amendment is important, take a look what's going on in Europe right now. Take a look what's going on in China right now. The, the freedom of speech to criticize without worrying about punishment from our government is what makes us different from everybody else. And she's not even criticizing our government. She is criticizing a foreign government. Why is this one particular government uh, shield from criticism? I tee off on Trudeau in, in Canada. I tee <laughs> off on China. I tee off on England, Germany, Mexico. I mean, I can go on. The list goes on. There's not a, a government I don't shit on. But why are we doing this with this one particular government? <laughs> and that is really the problem here. Why do we have that one gentleman who has the one eye patch Talk about how important the Second of uh, First Amendment is, except for when it applies to Israel. Then, it, then there's no First Amendment. Yep, there's no First Amendment. So, Abby, when you when when you brought this up to them, what did they say to you? When you go, hey, dude, I I, I am totally for BDS. Uh, wh what what now? Uh, they ghosted me completely, and the whole conference fell apart. My colleagues. Uh, who were also going to be a part of this conference, I told them what was going on. I said, well, no one's getting back to me. What the hell is happening? And they basically said, this is outrageous. We're not going to be a part of this either. And so the entire conference fell apart. And this was a longstanding media literacy conference. And you can look at Georgia Southern's website, and it says this conference is canceled until further notice. I mean, it's quite hilarious um, that it was about media literacy, right? And like deconstructing media propaganda. And then here they're upholding this bizarre Orwellian doctrine that, <laughs> like you said, I could have boycotted America. I, I could boycott the state of Georgia, right? There, there's no law deeming it, uh, you know, illegal or unlawful to boycott the actual state that I was in or the country <laughs> that I'm in, but, but replace Israel with like any other country. I mean, it, it's absurd. It's absurd that these laws are in the books and that no one's really talking about them because... There is a notion of just conservative martyrdom. And um, the fact that these have already been legislated in 28 states, I think, is an abomination of the, of the Constitution and First Amendment. Now, we had a situation, I believe, in Texas where a woman uh, was told she had to sign this. She was a teacher and she didn't sign it and she wasn't given tenure or she wasn't hired that went through the courts and uh, she won, I believe. I don't, I, I don't see, Johnny, have you heard anything about that? Nope. Okay, thank you for jumping in. Um, basically, uh, this is 
percent violent. There's there's no way around this on how this could possibly not violate your 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 civil rights. You know, we have say what you want about Donald Trump. There's some things I like, there's a lot of things I don't like, and there's a lot of things I do like. But one thing for sure that nobody ever talks about, and I see people trying to spin this, is this anti-Semitism stuff he's trying to shove down everybody's throats with this EU. And I don't understand how anybody, anybody, who waves the American flag is talking about how they love the country could at all find any logical to the, I, I know why in my personal opinion, why he's doing this EO executive order, uh, banning anti-Semitism on campuses. Why on campuses? Well, we had a, someone talk to us that, you know, what happens after you pay your tuition and you go to a college you go to college, you pay your tuition. They pay off all their expenses. They, the money left. Where does that go? Who owns the college? Well, nobody really owns a college, especially private colleges. It's a board of trustees. And these board of trustees invest this money in a trust fund, these profits. And this trust fund invests in a hedge fund. And those hedge funds invest in the military industrial complex. And that's why you have to nip BDS on campuses because all that money would be pulled out of the military industrial complex. So, I mean, these kids just don't understand what they're doing here. They don't understand that they're just basically funding a machine that wants to send them to war and wants to bomb the shit out of brown people for no other reason than to make other people rich. You know, we have all these all these kids marching on campus and they're they're always for civil rights, which they should be. And here they are just basically allowing something that goes against everything that the liberalism stands for. And that's the military industrial complex. So where where is your lawsuit at right now, Abby? And what is some of the feedback you're getting around uh, your lawsuit? Is anybody, are you getting any really hard criticisms from some people you didn't expect? And is there anybody kind of stepping up and defending you that maybe you didn't think or expect? Well, a couple things about what you just said, because I think what you just said is really important here. Yes! Yeah. One of the, the largest weapons contractors in the world. Um, they have a huge arm industry. They roundly test their weapons on Gaza, this cage population. They have arms expos where they say that their weapons are battle-tested. Um, and they also, um, Israel's quote-unquote aid deal with Obama where they were given this ridiculous amount of aid, billions of dollars, was contingent on the fact that Israel would buy U.S. weaponry because they posed such a threat in terms of the U.S. military industrial complex. So yeah, when we're talking about hedge funds and where the money is really entrenched and where the profit making is, absolutely, it comes down to weapons um, at the heart of it, right? So yeah, great point. In terms of the, the speech pathologists, yeah, these laws have been challenged. Texas, Kansas, and Arizona, they have been brought to the courts, and judges have all deemed them unlawful. That is a huge feat, right? And, and I think judges, um, obviously being studied on the Constitution, that's their job, they see that these laws are flagrantly violating the First Amendment, and they have deemed them unlawful. There was a judge in Kansas, on the other hand, that actually said boycotts are not protected free speech. Now, <laughs> this totally fucking violates a Supreme Court ruling back in the civil rights era, um, the M Montgomery bus boycotts, Martin Luther King was being penalized 
um, and criminalized for leading boycotts against apartheid, Jim Crow apartheid. And the Supreme Court ruled in the early 80s that political boycotts were a constitutionally protected form of free speech. So it's amazing that this judge ruled against that. But it's really, really positive that three judges so far have deemed this unlawful. And I really have faith in the courts. Um, and I don't have faith in our political representatives because all they care about is their political capital and power. And you had Netanyahu recently bragging on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this, Sam, that um, the Israeli ministry was directly involved in lobbying these states. He threatened economic consequences that basically, um, you know, to dictate the constitutional rights of Americans saying, we will boycott whoever boycotts us. We're proud to have passed these laws in the U.S. And it's like, dude, isn't this a direct admission of foreign interference in our democracy and government? Like, why is this okay? How yeah, do you we're, boycott somebody that's giving you $38 billion? Like, how do you boycott somebody giving you money? I don't understand that. What are we talking about here? We're giving you $38 billion over 10 years, and you're going to boycott us? Like, that's like when my girlfriend threatens to kick me out of my house I'm paying rent on. I'm like, I'm paying the rent here. What do you mean you're, I got to go? I mean, I left. I did leave because she runs the show. But, I mean, like, I was like, that doesn't make any sense at all. It's 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 ridiculous it's ridiculous go on it is um no no you're absolutely right it's like what are you talking about here you're talking about israeli businesses like sabra hummus i mean sure take that shit out of here it's trash anyway (laughs) like we don't care (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) the lawsuit has been well received um i think that it really is shocking to people and that's you know there's a lot of reasons why i filed one of course was my personal beliefs and another is just to use my case as a vehicle to try to challenge this law and overturn this law in georgia and thus inspire others to stand up and fight for their rights around the country um but i think that people have been really surprised and shocked that these laws are on the books you know it's totally under the radar they're completely unreported and the fact that this has already been done on such a wide level um, statewide and also trying, the, the federal government is trying to pass these laws almost by part, like with complete bipartisan support. Um, you had during the government shutdown, the first piece of legislation was an anti-BDS measure that didn't, for some reason it didn't go through yet, but it, but they keep attempting it, which really shows you the concerted effort from Democrats and Republicans to pass this shit. So it's really scary. And, and you know, I think that people do not agree with this fundamentally. And I've had a lot of support from conservatives saying this is completely wrong. I do not agree with BDS. I don't agree with what you're saying. But I, but damn straight, like this is a complete violation. And so I think people really can cut through um, this hyperbolic rhetoric about BDS and anti-Semitism, which we can get into, and look at the core of the issue and say this is fundamentally wrong. And we should preserve uh, free speech at all costs, because if you give that up, if you throw that, that out the window, what are, you, what are we talking about here? Um, so I've, I've had a lot of support from libertarians and, and conservative publications, as well, of course, as leftists who have been um, decrying these bills for the last couple of years. Uh, you know how we know, Abby, that this is a, a violation of the First Amendment? Because APEC's own emails that were leaked stressed how bad of an idea it is to push these anti-BDS laws because it violates the First Amendment. Wow. Their own email said, stated that, that they thought it was a bad move to do move forward with this. 
and their own words, okay? So why is all this happening? Why do we have Americans passing laws for uh, for a foreign country? It's very simple, man. These people are, <laughs> they're all bought and sold. This is international banking cabal, buying and selling everybody. I love that people don't have a right, uh, this judge rules. And by the way, I think many judges don't want to be the one that basically gets the ball started on the destruction of the First Amendment. Because that's what you're doing. You're literally saying the Constitution doesn't merit. Whoever this guy is in Kansas, this this judge, I like to play a game called uh, Blackmail Clue. Like, what did they film him having sex with, where, when, and how? Because that's what's usually involved. It's either bought out. Or they 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 got something on you and you got to play ball because there's no logical reason for this to be okay. But what we're seeing here is the international banking cabal uh, and their ability to buy and blackmail everybody into doing this. You know, and my whole opinion is is that Israel. Everybody thinks Israel's the top of it. I think Israel is a puppet, just like America is. And that there's this banking group, the city of London, who's getting everybody. And they're brainwashing these Israelis. I mean, we're hearing Israelis talking about Arabs in terms of dogs and animals, referring to them. That if we, ref if we replace Israeli with white cop and we replace Palestinian with blacks, would anybody find that language okay? Nobody in their right mind would ever think it was okay for United States police officers to refer to black Americans as dogs and animals. But here we do. And why do we do this? Because the international, and this is Sam speaking, not Abby, that the international banking cabal wants Israel, that wants these Israelis to fight for their religion blindly. Right, because that's the best way to get somebody to fight is for a religion. Like, oh, you do this, you get stuff on the other side. We see it with the virgins and and Muslims. And what what to me Israel represents is a land bridge, which allows the easiest way to get goods from Africa and and Asia to Europe. It's the safest, easiest, quickest way. So what do you do? You get this group of people, and you get that you tell them this is their holy land. And they just go nuts on the group that's already there. And they start killing them because they're pagans and they don't worship their religion. And they refer to them as dogs and animals. Like, this is 2020. And it's not just the people. It's their politicians. We see referred to them as dogs and animals. It's their media. It's, I bet you their media is getting bombarded I mean, by that shit. Think about the United States the day after 9-11. If you were like... Fuck Arabs. Everyone would be like, yeah, even the most liberal, your mom who loves everybody, bakes cookies, was like, Arabs should all die. Now, just imagine, because Israel, again, we say it all the time, is basically the size of L.A. down to San Diego. And you're giving it $38 billion. What, I mean, how easy could you basically brainwash that entire group of people into believing that they're being prosecuted you know, we hear we hear stories about rockets being thrown. Oh, you're telling me that the people have their water, their electricity, where they can go, when they could go, completely controlled, suddenly get a rocket in and just for no reason throws a rocket over there and all of hell fucking comes with it? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And that's what you're fighting for, right, Abby? At the end of the day, you're fighting for people that have no voice. 
Absolutely. I mean, that's what Gaza Fights for Freedom was about, was amplifying voices that are completely obfuscated from corporate media. There's a ridiculous pro-Israeli bias in the U.S. media. Since 9-11, they've been conflated with the war on terror this whole time. In fact, Israeli officials were on TV the morning of 9-11 saying, okay, now you can enlist in the war on terror like we've been doing for the last couple of decades. We're talking about 5.5 million Palestinians that do not have basic democratic rights. Um, millions of them live in this military occupation under martial law. And 2.2 million are in a medieval siege deprived of water. Like literally they <laughs> ran out of water. No electricity, no medical attention, no mobility. So yes, this is what it's about. These crimes are beyond debate. Um, you have the Trump administration aligning himself with Netanyahu, weaponizing anti-Semitism and the re-traumatization of the Holocaust over and over again, generation after generation to, to martyr themselves and justify these crimes being committed on the indigenous population that they continue to ethnically cleanse is beyond the pale. And the fact that these lobbying groups have weaponized anti-Semitism to the extent that if you are a pro-Palestine activist or if you are simply calling attention to these crimes, then you are a bigot, then you're an anti-Semite and you want Jews exterminated. I mean, it's just, it's so atrocious and it's so false because all this focus on these groups and trying to prevent BDS and trying to prevent like grassroots pressure from being mounted from like anti-racists on college campus gives cover to the rise of actual fucking Nazism and fascism worldwide. I mean, look at the U.S. empire has been um, exporting hyper-nationalism, ultra-nationalism around the world to basically subvert foreign institutions, to uh, subjugate other countries. Look at Ukraine. I mean, the U.S. empire and Israel do not care about the rise of actual Nazism or white supremacism. Every time there's these fucking mass shootings um, and people like cite white supremacy and Nazism in their manifestos. Like no one gives a shit. They all point to Elon Omar and they're like, look at this is what you've done because you said APAC is a strong lobby. I mean, you really can't make this up. You really can't make this up. Look at the arming of the Azov battalion in Ukraine. This is something that the U S and Israel also do. These, these people are fascists. So it's not even about the ideology because anti-Semitism and anti-Muslim bigotry and Islamophobia are like two sides of the same coin. This is about protecting and providing cover for Israel, no matter what the cost. And that's why we see people like Stephen Miller, you know, having so much power and no one cares about him. I mean, he's a crazy racist. So yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's a I mean, it's just the way they, they, they talk about Arabs and Middle Easterners. It's just like, where's that acceptable? Where is that acceptable? Where do we do that? And even if you like, you go, oh man, critiquing Israel is anti-Semitic, which it's not. I don't know why I cannot critique a foreign government. If I can critique my government, if I can tee off on my government, <laughs> why can't I go off on another government? Why is that anti-Semitic? I do not understand. And this is Sam speaking, not Abby. There is so much more to the Holocaust than the, they even teach. Okay? It's not just cut and dry. Who are the Nazis? Who funded the Nazis? Who helped the Nazis right? What do we always hear? We always hear leaders are selected, not elected. Why would they be any different? Why are people like Bayer, IBM, the Bushes, all these banks who funded Nazism allowed to like just roam freely? 
I always see it so funny to me when I see like social justice warriors out there crying about Nazism when they're wearing a NASA shirt when we know like Von Braun started that. I mean, it's like we that dude. It's like Nazism was in a lot of stuff that you are celebrating right now, and you don't even care because you don't really care about real Nazism and what it really represents. You know, it's like when I hear everybody talk about slavery in America and they can't stop talking about slavery that happened, yet they don't seem to care what's going on in Libya right now. Open-air slave trades. And why is that happening? Because we, the United States, chocolate Jesus, Obama, assassinated their leader and now we have open-air slave trades. But nobody's rapping about it. There's not an episode of Power on it. Nobody's talking about it because that involves actually getting involved. Because it's a lot easier to cry about ghosts. Because that's never going to change. And you could cry to the end of days about it. Because that's never going to change unless you get a time machine. And you probably couldn't change if you had a time machine. But what's going on today? Real stuff? Real bigotry? Real hatred? Real ethnic cleansing? is going on today. And you don't care. Because that means getting involved. And even if you didn't, let's say you love Israel. This isn't even about that. This is about... A policy uh, that U.S. politicians are passing to limit your First Amendment rights, okay? Listen, you know I think the Young Turks is a dumpster fire of an organization. That is the worst of the worst. For me, I'm Armenian. The fact that somebody has a name Young Turks is incredibly offensive to me. But if the U.S. government came in and told the Young Turks they had to change their name, I would... Uh, I would Kick and cry, but I would sit there and I would defend their right to have the name Young Turks. I want them to change it. I do not want the government to tell them they have to change their name. Okay? We can't, I don't want the government in anything in my life. And in, that includes my freedom of speech. And why you would be okay with this happening is just ridiculous. Because now it's this, it's going to go to something else. If it starts with not being able to criticize Israel and not support BDS, it's going to eventually be uh, questioning Trump on something he does or whatever, whoever the next president is, you know, whatever warlord we end up getting in there. Okay. It's never going to stop. It's always goes a little crazier and crazier. Okay. I mean, look at, look at like social justice warrior stuff. It started with, you know, basically being, Hey, treat everybody with love. We're all the same. We should all get treated the same. So we get to a little place where we feel like that's okay. Now we're getting into pronouns and all this other crazy stuff that's just too much. Treat people with love. And we have to start right here. There's a comic out there right now that does a joke, does kitty porn jokes. I hate those jokes. I, think the, I don't think there's anything more powerless than that subject matter. If we're talking punching down, there's no farther punching down than what happens there. I dis, it disgusts me. But I'll defend his right to do it because I can't pick and choose where I apply these morals and these belief systems and these laws, okay? And that's including criticizing Israel. If you, don't, if you don't want to criticize Israel, don't criticize Israel. But you can't tell somebody they don't have a constitute right, constitutional right to do it. It's not right. 
And Abby lives, Abby walks the walk. I don't even know. How do you get into Israel anymore? How is your face <laughs> not the first picture they see at the border going, stop at all cost? Well, the fact that they've temporarily banned Elon Omar, a sitting congresswoman, from getting into the Tel Aviv airport, I feel like it, you know, it, there's probably a good chance that I'll be blocked. Um, I remember the last time that we were going, there was a, just a white girl who had an Arab language book in her bag. She was legitimately going for an earnest vacation in Tel Aviv. And just because she had an Arab language book, they called her an Arab sympathizer and told her she couldn't get in. And this was years ago. So last time I was there in the West Bank, um, we had all the proper credentials and paperwork filled out and we wanted to get into Gaza to film for the movie. And I was told that I was a propagandist that I wasn't a journalist, and that I was also an Iranian agent. I, I'm being used to be called a Venezuelan agent or a Russian agent. So I was like, where the hell is this coming from? <laughs> Am I an Iranian agent? But so I was banned from Gaza. So no doubt it's just a matter of time before I'm blocked from getting in through Tel Aviv. But the, luckily there are other ways to get in there. But man, it's pretty crazy. Going back to like the control of the media, I mean, Israelis themselves like are prohibited from getting into Gaza. Israeli journalists can't get in there without That's really specialized point. paperwork. I mean, they really want to keep this forced separation and indoctrination process where they really want Israelis to feel like you're going to fucking die if you go into the West Bank, if you get into Gaza. And it really helps keep people's beliefs really isolated, you know, and it, and it helps keep Muslims and Palestinians dehumanized to Israeli society and that's a huge problem and Sam look at what just happened to you I mean your channel was temporarily fucking banned um, the Alex Jones issue all of these people who are discourse police over like the Joe Rogan thing the Bernie Sanders giant hubbubaloo where he <laughs> unbelievable you know, was insane it's like dude shouldn't this be the marketplace of ideas like the fact that Joe Rogan does interview a bunch of people who are considered right wing and then still like liked what Bernie Sanders had to say, like, isn't that a good thing that you can listen to these beliefs and then also like agree with someone who is a dissenter of those beliefs after hearing from a hundred people, you hear from one other person, you're like, Oh, you know what? I agree with you. Like that to me proves how important um, communication is and how important it is to hear different beliefs and not isolate yourself uh, to certain modes of thought. And, and this whole Russiagate nonsense and the crackdown on the internet from the government and from these giant tech companies that curate our reality for us and have fact-checking organizations like fucking the Daily Caller, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, that is who is literally telling us what's true and what's not. And we all know how that's turned out. And that's a huge slippery slope. Because we all know that it doesn't just stop with Alex Jones. It, 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 it goes after everyone who's challenging the bipartisan foreign policy consensus and the anti-establishment narrative. And that is a very dangerous thing to support and cheer on. And we're in a really scary place right now where people somehow think it's okay. And they don't understand that it's eventually going to come after them. As yeah. you mentioned, it's it's just a slippery slope until that happens. Everyone loves a witch hunt until you're the witch. Yep. And that's really what happens, man. And it happens to everybody. And it's just, listen, my whole opinion is I'll listen to anybody. That's the show, man. All are welcome them in the truth chamber, okay? Yes, I had people who are pro-Trump on here. Guess what? I just had a pro-Bernie guy, and people lose their skulls. I'm like, <laughs> here's the thing, man. Everybody comes here. 
They spit what they their truth, and then I let the listeners decide. And that's what's important because we don't have that anymore in the media. Ronald Reagan and Bill Clinton killed that. Ronald Reagan took away that you had to have a, a, an opposite view on the on the telecast, giving the other side a story. That got clipped, and then Bill. Bill Clinton took away all of uh, the. He deregulated the media, which allowed five people to own everything. And what? And if you don't think five people owning everything could easily control the message, look at that Sinclair video. That's just one company owning like forty local stations, and how they gave the exact same script out every time. If what you believe is so important, then you should be able to withstand some criticism and you should be able to answer the questions. BDS is getting banned because it is working. If it wasn't working, nobody would be caring about it. The fact that it's having an effect on it. And I want to know, are, do you ever get, do Israelis ever reach out to you? Because like, you know, I say it on the show. I've met a lot of Israelis. They're wonderful people. I've met a lot of Palestinians. They're wonderful people. I met people of all walks of life, and they're all wonderful people. And it's it's usually not the base that's the problem. It's usually the corrupt people at the top that are just bought and sold and have sold out their own to make a dollar. And do you ever ever have Israeli people reach out? Because we have seen a movement of Jews kind of pushing back on Israel and this notion of criticizing Israel is uh, anti-Semitic. Do you ever get anybody on your side from Israel or Jews that are like, hey, man, I agree with what you're saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the movement of uh, Jewish people who are pushing back against this notion that Israel equals Judaism is amazing. I mean, they're leading the fight right now. To hold Israel accountable, and I think they're um, they're it's reprehensible that Israel is trying to conflate their religion with the notion of a of a Jewish only state that is based on you know ongoing ethnic cleansing and settler colonialism. And so we're seeing Jewish voices for peace. We're seeing uh, Jewish people walk out of birthright trips, challenging this indoctrination process that happens there. And it's incredible to have them lead the fight because it really just demolishes that myth that challenging Israel in any way is just fundamentally anti-Semitic. And that is couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, Israel's committing war crimes, and that's why the BDS movement exists, because governments aren't holding them accountable. This is the only way that grassroots pressure has been mounted to challenge apartheid in the past, whether it be Jim Crow apartheid here or apartheid in South Africa. BDS works. Um, and yes, I mean, I have gotten tremendous support. We sponsored our film tour across North America with Jewish Voices for Peace chapters and Palestine solidarity groups all over North America, which was incredible. Um, and it's incredible to have them as allies in the struggle because it undermines that entire weaponization, um, that the Israel lobby and the Trump administration is trying to do to conflate, you know, bigotry with, with criticism of Israel. As far as Israelis themselves, there are a ton of amazing Israelis. Um, We have a couple anti-Zionist Israelis who are um, allies of us, allies with us that are trying to actually host the screenings in Tel Aviv. I don't know how well that's going to (laughs) go. Oh, man. (laughs) I do have to say that um, 
you know, polls reflect that Israeli society is largely on board. Um, I would say definitely the majority of Israelis agree with the open fire policy in Gaza. They agree with the occupation and they love Netanyahu. I mean, much more than, let's say, Americans agree with the Trump administration's policies. And so that's, I think, why BDS is so important, because Israeli society is shifting a little bit more right wing as time goes on. And so the BDS movement is meant to create that um, like cultural isolation and political isolation outside of the confines of Israel to, to build that pressure, because it's not happening yet within Israeli society, even though there are tons of Israelis who disagree with the policies. I mean, I was on the ground in the West Bank and uh, and I went and did some interviews in Jerusalem, just man on the streets with average Israelis. And it was pretty scary. I mean, kind of the genocidal rhetoric that was being spewed about about Muslims and Palestinians. And I think it's, it's normalized to the extent that um, we have to work outside of that system to help facilitate change. Have uh, a couple things. One, not only is the conflating of Judaism with Israel, but also now there's a movement to conflate Judaism with Zionism, that they're right. the exact same thing, and they really aren't at all. I, I would throw Judaism as an ancient religion uh, based on Hindu stuff. You know, they basically took a bunch of the best of the Hinduism and uh, made their own thing, and I have no problems with that, you know. But uh, Zionism is no different than neoliberalism and any uh, neo uh, neoconservatism. Anybody is like, our way is the way, and we're going to make you buy into it through violence is just completely and utterly wrong. What we have here, okay, is a failure to communicate. What we have here, okay, is identity politics at its best, okay? And it's been passed down from generation to generation, okay? We have parents telling young generations about the, the cruelty of the past, and that there's these people who want to kill them. And there's people, and it happens across a lot of demographics. You get told about how people, your people of the past, how they were treated. And now you start thinking, you start to like just to, to group up. And now it's your group versus that group. Okay. And it's the identity of politics that let this happen. I'm a part Italian. Imagine if I defended any criticism of the mob in America as anti Italian. It makes no sense at all because I know they're doing it. I know they're doing it. Okay. I'm you know, it's like, yeah, you know, Italian shady as shit. Right. But it's like this notion that, you know, because, you know, uh, Dana's family is all, uh, uh, Jewish. They're all Jewish and they're wonderful people. But when the hammer starts to come of anti-Semitism, it's not going to be Netanyahu <laughs> who feels that because he walks around with armed guards everywhere he is. It's our friends and our family on the street level that is going to feel the pain and suffering of people waking up to what Israel, the leaders of Israel, the International Banking Cabal, and all these other people are doing. And they act like they're Jewish. They're not Jewish. Behind closed door, we know what they are, okay? But they, they, they wear the mask of Judaism, all right? And they act like they're Jews. And then they make everyday Jews on the corner, our friends, you know, our girlfriends, our boyfriends, you know, our teachers, you know, the people we love. They pay the price for this. And they, all, and they have the part to do with it because they never, ever go, hey, man, he might be Jewish, but he's doing some stupid shit. I can't control. I can't condone that. 
Yeah, we're the same religion. And it's just, you know, because what gets pounded into them? The Holocaust. Well, I mean, you got to start taking a look at the Holocaust and what happened in the Holocaust and who ran the Holocaust. You know, who, who was Hitler? Who was Hitler's grandfather? Who was gifted the land of Israel? It seems to be all the same people. Who funded them? Yeah. It seems like the people who funded the Holocaust also are the people who created the system to uh, keep track of wh what Jew was where in what camp. It's an inside job all the time. This is Sam speaking, not Abby speaking. Okay? We need to get away from identity politics. We, you need to stop defending people that you don't actually know just because they're of your group. The notion that somebody in your group couldn't do anything wrong, evil, or be greedy, or be bonds. Well, unless you're a, a, a pack of unicorns, okay? <laughs> the truth is... Everybody's got shady group. They're bad apples in every group. And we need to stop sitting here and defending them just blindly based on groups. It's, it's just going to lead to bigger trouble down the line. You have to go, listen, I'm Jewish, but there are things going on I don't agree with. And if we don't do it now, you don't nip it now, it's going to grow into a real monster. And I keep hearing the anti-Semitism on the rise. What I see is people blindly defending people they don't know as more information keeps coming out. And you're just defending these people based on that they're part of your tribe. I, it doesn't make any sense to me at all why we would do this and why this is acceptable and why, why people in the conspiracy world I have somehow tried to convince themselves that this anti-Semitism executive order is part of some bigger plan. I, I listen, dude. I, I mean, again, this is Sam speaking. I, I, you know, Trump and the pedophilia going after all those guys. I've always been pro that. Okay. I, I listen. I when Trump does something I like, I say it. When Trump doesn't do something I like, I call it out. Okay. Because that's what you're supposed to do. But this executive order stuff. That has affected many people, including Abby. It's unconstitutional. America first. If you're if you're passing this, that's not America first, dude. That's that's Israel first, Trump second, America maybe distant third. Probably didn't even finish. They probably <laughs> shot it from a bookstore as it was trying to cross the cross line. So what's the next move here, Abby? Where do we go from here? What what are your plans of action? Uh, really great point. I mean, I think that Americans, when they're challenged with this notion and when they really explained what the issue is beyond the indoctrination and conditioning that we are, you know, birthed with about how Israel's our greatest ally, it's the only democracy in the Middle East, and we have to protect it at all costs, and it's surrounded by hostile neighbors who want to destroy it. That's why it's so important to explain to people what the situation is, what the reality is on the ground, what BDS really wants to do, which is literally have a one-state solution with equal rights for all. And it doesn't mean the expulsion of Jewish people and at all. I mean, it means everyone lives there in harmony and peace with democratic rights. And when people are explained that there is no viability for a two-state solution anymore, Two out of three Americans polled agree, like, oh, well, then we should just have one person, one vote, right? Because we understand that as, like, the core of democratic values here in the U.S. And so when people understand 
that that's the only solution to the crisis in the Middle East, which we're told is like the most complicated solution, like complicated problem in the world, and it's really not at all. Um, that really shows you, you know, that this is something that's possible. And you know, going back to like. Um, Jewish people here in America. I mean, look at Bernie Sanders. He is definitely the most hard on Israel. He has a plan that would actually leverage aid to Israel, hold Israel accountable, withdraw settlements that he's claiming that he wants to do to the 1967 borders in the West Bank. That's huge. And he is a, a Jewish man. It would be monumental if he won the nomination um, and was able to push policy and actually hold Israel accountable for one. So what's next for this case? I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, as we mentioned, three three cases have deemed this law unlawful. One judge has deemed it um, has upheld the law, and so you know that is now in a circuit court being challenged. And I think that if there's still a bunch of different outcomes with this legislation being challenged across the country, maybe we could see a Supreme Court case. Um, but we're hoping right now, and we're optimistic that the courts in Georgia will will find this unlawful and will uphold the constitutional rights of Americans and therefore overturn the law that basically forces independent contractors to forfeit their rights in order to simply work. Um, that is an abomination. I mean, you know, we saw this in Texas. You mentioned the speech pathologist case. I remember reading a case about hurricane relief workers that were trying to get FEMA aid that couldn't access the aid unless they signed a loyalty pledge to Israel. So Unbelievable. It's, it's, cartoonish. <laughs> it's really a cartoonish Orwellian thing that needs to be challenged. And we have faith that um, the courts will recognize that. And hopefully, like I said, inspire other people to get involved and stand up for their rights because we cannot trust the politicians or the government to do this for us. It blows my mind, man. It blows my mind. There's devastation and I can't get aid so because I have to sign this stupid thing. Like, where does that make any sense to anybody? You know? Exactly. It, 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 it's, it's bizarro town. Well, Abby, uh, man, I could talk to you forever, but I know you're a busy person. Uh, we're going to let her go in two seconds and we'll continue. Uh, Abby, I love you. Uh, I, I support you. Uh, your parents did a wonderful job with you and Robbie <laughs> they put out two incredible people. I love you both. I love uh, you guys are just little fire starters and uh, we need more of that in the world. Um, where can they go to follow you? Where can they go to follow your journey in fighting this? And you're, you know, I, man, I hope you all get behind Abby because it's not just her. She's fighting for it's all of our right to criticize power. It's man, it's all about truth to power, man. And they are trying their hardest to limit that. And uh I just think that I think I think the internet got away from them and the information's out and they're gonna try to find a way to limit us and we gotta push back at all costs, including times you don't like what is being said. Listen. I watch the ACLU, man, and they sometimes they got to defend some stuff that I'm sure they're like, oh, man. But you know what? You got to defend the rule, the law at all costs, even when it applies to something you don't like. You know? It's That's easy the for point me. of it, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly, Sam. And thank you so much for recognizing how important this issue is, for having me on to explain it. I really appreciate it. Much love to you and your crew. I can't thank you enough. People can go to um, 
our YouTube channel, Empire Files. Check out the press conference there. The legal brief is there. Um, and everything that you need to know about what's happening is all right there. Please follow and subscribe. And also check out our film, Gaza Fights for Freedom, if you want to learn a little bit more about this issue and have things explained to you that the corporate media will not. That's GazaFightsForFreedom.com. Much love again. Um, really appreciate it, Sam. Y'all rock. You're the best, Abby. I love you. I hope to see you soon. Take care. And thanks for everything. Say hi to your brother and your man for me. Take care and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, you guys. Bye. Bye. I love Abby. What a wonderful human being, huh? I mean, that was a pleasure doing that thing, just staring. She's the best. She is the best. You I know, found that Hurricane 8 thing. That was real. They were p making people sign for that shit. Yeah, right? It's ridiculous. And here's the thing, people. I just want to say something to you, dude. On this show, I mean, Johnny and I have had discussions. I vote. I, there's a lot of stuff that I like Trump does. And I sit here and I tell you, I like this. I like the fighting of the pedophilia. And I know he's, he, I'm trying in my head to figure out how if he's in on it, why he would arrest Jeffrey Epstein and get the whole thing blown up. I'm trying to figure that in my head because it makes no sense. But I like Trump about that. I like, the, I like the free trade stuff with China. I like that. There's a lot of... I like that. I mean, like, as far as I know, a new war hasn't started. Am I wrong? I mean, I mean tell me if I'm wrong. He said he was going to go... He, it hasn't started, but he said after the Federal Reserve. Yeah. That's another thing he hasn't gone after. But he's He wants gotta, to get yeah. us out of Afghanistan. There are things I like about Trump. I don't like this executive order. I don't like this Zionist part of him. And that's not anti-Jewish. Not to mention the whistleblowers. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, Come on. why is Assad still in jail? You've heard about that he they're, they're like, tormenting him or, like, torturing him and Tor shit? Tormenting yeah, him. Dude, I love you. I love <laughs> you. Don't worry. I, I've butchered so many names. Oh, you I got know. a thousand billion more to go until <laughs> you catch up with me. But, yeah, I mean, like, why is that guy? And now this story's coming out. That oh Trump was gonna let uh, uh, was gonna pardon uh, 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 Assad if he agree if he if he covered up for the Russian collusion it's a total lie and they're trying to demonize Trump and they're trying to de demonize uh, uh, Julian Assange so nobody wants him out the guy should be let out the man let us all know this truth I we should know that as American citizens like shouldn't you know that yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous, dude. And, and you give up your freedom of speech, what's next, Sam? Your guns. Your well, guns. You, gi you give up your guns, your freedom of speech is gone. Without a doubt, right, John? It's Johnny? one or the other. It's always one or the other. Yeah, if the, if the First Amendment doesn't protect the worst kinds of speech, then it immediately becomes, it loses all its teeth. I mean, it becomes powerful because who decides what, what's bad speech? Uh, you I mean, just can't you get in that position where you're letting a government or a, per a judge, for instance, a person, decide what's bad speech, what's prohibited speech. Yeah, for sure. And Johnny, I mean, you sent me that Bill Maher thing. I don't know if we talked about it on here. I feel like we talked about it before, but I don't know if we talked about it on the clip with uh, Bolt. Not Bolt. What's his name? Steve. Uh, Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon. Yeah. And Steve Bannon wiped the floor with this guy. Yeah, mostly because Bill Maher just agreed with it. Well, no, but I felt saying. like his whole argument was like, he said mean things. I know you're a Bill Maher fan, Johnny, and I'm fine with that because I was up until the election. I, 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 I think... Well, no, I'm, I'm just... Eh. 
I, I'm a fan of him the way you'll have anybody on, even if you disagree with him. I, I like to hear what the okay, other people that, are Okay, because he does do that. And he's funny. He's a good comic. I mean, he's a funny guy. I like him, but, dude, he's just like, there's times when it's available. It's pretty obvious he's got a puppet hand up his ass. I mean, don't I like people that I don't agree <laughs> with, and I, and I don't agree with him a lot, but I like him. I think uh, dude, this whole show's about having people on I know, that so maybe that's what I'm saying. people like, don't agree with. And, and you guys are on the same page about a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. I know, Johnny, but the point was what I'm trying to say no, about this. No, but the is thing was a bad argument interview. was he said mean names. I, like I, that to I, me, I it's like what are we fucking talking about? I here? didn't get that impression from that, but I know what you're saying. It's Bannon a, definitely did. A, Bannon is a fucking a wizard at, in those intimate settings like that. Man, he's a he's a wizard. Abby Martin is the bomb, dude. That girl's yeah. that that girl that that woman <laughs> that grown woman. Easy. Well, I mean, like, dude, she goes in there and she lays it on the line, man. Yeah, and that, I mean, to me, is, uh, is... Israel doesn't fuck around with, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, just doing a show, I'm like, oh, man, are we, are we, are we swatting the <laughs> nest? But yeah. I believe the truth of the matter is, is if we don't have these discussions, our Jewish friends are going to pay a bigger price down yeah. the line. If we don't go, it's not Jews, it's higher up. I've stayed, like, I, like when I have someone like Abby on... I try not to say all the crazy conspiracy shit. So <laughs> yeah, that. I can tell. And you always go, "This is Sam speaking." Not yeah, well, because I don't want them. To, the, no, the, I know why. I mean, yeah, and make I her look bad. Totally. I yeah. look bad all day. I always I cut to you tight camera when you're. Yeah. so she's not even on screen when you're. <laughs> so 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 you know, but it's just the truth. Who funded all that stuff? I mean, everybody's fighting Nazis. Nazis are everywhere, dude. It's like, dude, the people telling you there's Nazis everywhere are Nazis on television. The CIA was Nazis. Yeah. I mean, it's just like... They nasty. just made a movie about a Nazi. Yeah, we that's all they that. do. Yeah. Oh, dude, can we get into the fact that Steven Spielberg's daughter's doing... Dude, that's exactly oh. what I was just reading on. She, she, she's got a tell-all book about her history of abuse. Uh, you know what makes me really sad? Here's the headline. I just want to read the headline. Steven Spielberg's daughter gave a tell-all interview interview rather, about being sexually abused by predators growing up and her aspirations to be a sex worker. I mean, that's where you go to, dude. That's where you go to. 23 man. years old. And you know he's, I mean, we've talked about it. He's allegedly a violent pedophile. Allegedly. I love how you can say that. It's not taking out any legal actions right there if I say that shit. <laughs> Um, okay. Those views are the views Those, of Sam Triple. They well, are. Johnny no, told are. me all that. Um, <laughs> uh, that was a fun conversation. She's angelic. I enjoy talking to her. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And, uh, uh, you know, hey, man, in the all are welcome in the truth chamber, dude. All are welcome. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Bye. Go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning.